Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome into the leadoff. I'm Jay Binkley. I'm not Brandon Kiley. I'm Jay Binkley. Brandon Kiley off this weekend. So I'll be taking over. Fresh from Bink at night last night. Man, we had a lot of fun last night. Four Hands Brewery came in here. Ton of fun last night. See, Kiley's at the age where he's fresh out of Mizzou. Hadn't been that long, a couple years maybe. He's at that age where everybody gets married. Like literally, I remember that age that Brandon was in. All your friends get married, you got to go to them. Because if you don't go to them, people don't like you. They think it's rude that you didn't go to their wedding. Then in two years, they're getting divorced. And you're going back out on the cycle. Then they do that for three or four years, they get married again. It's very simple. Kylie's going through the cycles of life here. He'll probably get married here soon. Everybody does. I hope it lasts, but this is a terrible season. Not only that, if your friends get married during football season, they're not your friends. Not only that, they are owned by their wife if they get married during football season. Listen, you got all summer. These weddings that happen during football season, there is zero, and I mean zero excuse for them. Think about somebody getting married today. What if they don't like football at being? Well, you know what? They should. And if there's people out there getting married today, think about this. You got to get there. You got to put your suit on, your penguin suit. You got to put the tux on, look all fancy and stuff, and blow a lot of money. That's probably, like I said, they're probably going to get divorced in a couple years anyways. Who cares? But the bottom line, and I'm bitter, by the way. So, by the way, so you do this, and at 2.30, it's Alabama and LSU. I mean, come on. If you want to get to heaven and walk the streets of gold, you got to know the password. Bro, God, bro. We're talking Tua versus Burrow. We got Mizzou and Georgia on tonight. Iowa State, Oklahoma. Not only that, here in a few minutes, about an hour, we've got undefeated Penn State and undefeated Minnesota. You heard me right. P.J. Flex, Minnesota Gophers. Kansas to buy a week, 2.30, right here. 610 Sports Radio. Kansas State versus Texas. And, of course, we'll carry that Missouri game on our sister station, 98.1, at 6 o'clock tonight. I digress. I love Saturdays. I love college game day. I've I've made this very clear how much I like college game day. But seriously, though, think about your friends when you're getting married. This is a sore subject with me because I had to do a – it was my cousin's wedding a couple years ago. And she it was was a great football night, too, let me tell you. A great football night. And she goes – and it's my first cousin, so you you can't say no because if you do, everybody in your family is going to hate you. Not that they already do, but they're going to hate you. They go – she goes, Jay, I want you to be the DJ of this wedding. And I was like, wait a minute. I, she goes, well, you're on the radio, right? You're, you're like, you don't understand. I talk sports. But if you want me to do it, I'll do it. So I ended up being a DJ. And if you know me, Kramer, I know nothing about music. Nothing. It was I, I was going to play Paul Feinbaum's greatest hits. The first dance, I was going to break down Alex Smith. Let's go to Larry and Lenexa as the, uh, the couple's doing their first dance. I mean, I don't know what to do. It was like a fish out of water. 
But she thought I was on radio, so I knew what I do. I was like, all right, I'll do it. Your family, whatever. That's what I'm talking about. But you do not get married in the fall. Maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. Protein House, see with the purpose text line. 69306, the phone number 913-576-7610. Fun show today. Dave McGinnis, who's a former NFL head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, assistant at Missouri. Matter of fact, that was his first full-time coaching gig. Was an assistant at Mizzou. He coached at K-State. He's from Kansas, but he's a former NFL coach and was a longtime um, Tennessee Titans linebacker coach until he, uh, Jeff Fisher goes to St. Louis. He went there, then he went to L.A., and now he's back doing the color commentating for the Titans. We had a great conversation last night, bring you that at about 11 o'clock. Pete Sweeney, fresh off his birthday drinks last night, coming 1130. Thought about it a little earlier. You know what? Let Pete slip in a little bit. Pete's a little hungover. So 11.30, we'll talk to Pete Sweeney, arrowheadpride.com. The big news, though, and the news that's dominating the uh, the cycle, so to speak. I was, I was driving home last night and uh, listening to Fox Sports Radio uh, on 610, and they go, the biggest story in the National Football League, the biggest story, Pat Mahomes is coming back. Pat Mahomes tweets, little clock, his picture, all is right in the world. You wouldn't know how many people I saw excited about this last night. People were on cloud freaking nine because Pat Mahomes is coming back. And you know what? Add me to the list. Add me to the list. Came into the season with Super Bowl aspirations. Only one way we can get to the Super Bowl, and that's off the arm of number 15. We all know it. Sure, Matt Moore looked good filling in there. You know, what's the difference? Alex Smith was better than Matt Moore. What Alex Smith get you? He gets you a whole lot of nothing. Here's Andy Reid yesterday at his press conference when he let Verdell. And here's the deal. I think Reid has a respect for Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's been very complimentary of Andy Reid. But he made the Vikings wait. He made it wait till game time because he was questionable. The week before, they ruled him out on a Friday against the Pack. They didn't do that this time. They said he's their starter. They didn't say questionable. I would have done it like that, though. I would have screwed with the Titans' heads. After all, they've beaten the Chiefs last three times. I would have thrown a questionable tag on Pat Mahomes. I would have. And you know what, Kramer? It would have been a game-time decision. He would have been the starter still, but I wouldn't let them know. I'd make him sweat it out. I'd make him out there on the field before the game, watching Mahomes. How's he looking? How's he looking? How's he looking? It's called gamesmanship, Kramer. Here's Andy Reid on Mahomes. Patrick did practice uh, a full practice, unless something happens here he'll be the guy that that plays and so you can go whatever direction you want to go with it i'm gonna see how he did after this practice but right now that's that's what it looks like and you guys talked about what you wanted to see the kind of the mornings after uh patrick's practices so how how did he respond i guess after going full wednesday and going full thursday yeah so far so good you know we just have to see how he how he does it looks like he's going to talk to you today so but um we'll have to see how he how he does tonight and going forward the next couple days but right now you know and I know you'd mentioned before he wanted to go back in and play 20 minutes after after it happened. What's he been like? Just you know the, the emotional side of this. Yeah, no, he's done a good job. He's uh, I mean, that's the way he is. So he's done everything he's been asked to do and worked hard, been honest with us. So yeah, to this point. Yeah. And, uh, I know you probably don't think of things like these terms, but when Patrick went down, given the gravity of what it looked like, then how fortunate do you feel that two weeks later you're going to be able to have? I'm happy for him, most of all. I mean, I wasn't the one hurt. I mean, he was hurt. So I, I just, uh, I, I, and he loves to play the game. I mean, you don't want to see any of these guys get hurt. I mean, that's not, uh, so 
but he loves to play the game, and, and uh, it's great for him. It's, it's good for his teammates and, and for the team. So, uh, you know, he, uh, it's good to have him back if that's where we're going here, you know, which it looks like it is. There's Pat uh, Mahomes talk by Andy Reid. Andy Reid talking a lot of Mahomes. And right there he said he, he's going to be the starter. You know, there's no none of this gamesmanship that there might be. You think Belichick would have announced that? No, he would have made you sweat it out and wait till the last second. By the way, there's probably a lot of people listening uh, to sports radio on their way to Tennessee. There's a lot, and I mean a lot of people, stopped at the gas station, van full of people. You know where they're going? They're going to Tennessee. They're going for some honky-tonk tonight down on 4th Street. Great city. Nashville's a great city. And then they're going to the game. Perfect weekend. Chiefs-Titans in Nashville. It's one of those destination cities you see. Just like Kansas City is one of those people say, oh, I got to go to the Mecca of, of, of pro football. And if I didn't live in Kansas City and saw Kansas City on the schedule, I'd want to come here too. You know where I do want to go to in the near future? It's called Las Vegas. Chiefs, Raiders, and Vegas. We're going together, man. It's a great place to go play. I love that. Love it. Love the fact that they're there. But anyway, Andy Reid on Mahomes coming back. Here's what Kurt Warner had to say, and I thought this was interesting. The Hall of Famer NFL Network, uh, Kurt Warner, talked about Pat's return. With the knee injury and, and with the, the extent that it can, you know, the, that it can linger on, I would say that, you know, initially I would be tempered in my expectations. But then you think back, and I mean, this guy was on the practice field the next week after the injury. And so, man, I'm telling myself, you know, he's not going to be able to go out and be Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be able to, you know, twirl around and go left and go right and spin around and then drop a dime from 45 yards away, is he? But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm not going to put it past him because this guy always does something special, including being out there much sooner than I thought he would. So if they're putting him back out there earlier than expected, I have to believe he's going to be close to 100%. So I'm not going to temper my expectations at all. If he goes back out there, I will not be surprised if he does special Patrick Mahomes type stuff. Man, Pat Mahomes almost got to this Houdini status with people. He can do things. He can throw it. Not even look at you, and he can throw the pass. But anyway, Kurt Warner there on Pat's return. Rich Gannon joins the drive each week, 4.30 on Wednesdays. The former MVPs must listen to radio. Check it out on demand, 610sports.com. And Gannon was asked, and this is before we actually knew he was going to play, although it seemed like you know 90% chance, maybe even higher, that he was going to play this week. And this is with the limitations. Don't forget. We're talking about right knee. We're talking about left ankle. And the ankle's had time to, to heal itself. Where are you going to you gonna put your, your leverage at when you're throwing the football? Here's Gannon when asked if Mahomes can play like Mahomes still. I think he's going to be good. You know, I saw him I saw him at one point. I don't know. I, can't, I, I get confused. I can't remember if it was, I think it was last week's game. Something happens, a turnover. He's, he's running around. He's jumping. He's high-fiving guys. He's just, so, I, you know, it's if you were worried about your knee, I don't think he has a concern in the world about that knee. I, I think he feels good in terms of what he's heard from the medical people. I think he felt like he could have played uh, the following week. I think they've been smart with him. They've, they've rested him. They've allowed him to heal up a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to have a certain tape job, if he's going to have a brace, if he's whatever it is, something that's going to give him a little bit more stability there. But I don't think once, once the adrenaline starts to flow and he gets out in there, he's not going to change. I mean, he's just not going to just drop back and just try and sit in the pocket and, and, you know, play the game that way. That's not who he is. I think they'll cut it loose. I don't think Andy's going to do that to him. That, that would be the wrong thing to do. I think you have to let this – when you have a thoroughbred, you've got to let him run. 
I just think that they've got a thoroughbred, and I think they've got to cut him loose and let him play uh, the style of football that he's used to playing. You know, I mean, that's going to be important. Rich Gannon on Mahomes. I guess I'm more surprised he's got a landline. You know, I thought I was one of the last few remaining dinosaurs that actually had one of which I don't know. It's all cell phone now. If I lose my cell phone, I'm screwed. How am I going to call myself? You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's Rich Gannon on Mahomes. I thought this was interesting. This is uh, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, and and listen to this because I think this makes a lot of sense. I feel Patrick Mahomes is going to be that jolt of energy. You know, it was cool when Eric Berry came back with the Chiefs and all that, and it was fun. But this is your meal ticket. This is your meal ticket coming back. This is a guy that can get you a Super Bowl ring. And they all know it. Each player knows that they're not going to win anything if they don't have Pat Mahomes, the MVP. That's what the enemy said about him. Because one thing, you know, Pat's going to do, because Pat has been here, he's going to hold him accountable. He's going to hold him to a higher standard. Love it. He's going to hold him accountable, hold him to a higher standard. And we heard things, you know, through training camp or the OTAs and minicamp, we talk about Sammy Watkins. You need to be leading uh, the receivers in running. You know what I mean? Finishing last. Which I'll be honest with you. Is Sammy, is Sammy the fastest guy? No. I think there's probably three receivers faster than him. Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, and uh, Demarcus Robinson. That's a fast group. Not saying Sammy's slow. He's extremely fast. But where you're on a 4 by 100 team, yeah. No, no, no one is faster than Tyreek Hill. They may run their mouth and say, yeah, I could beat Tyreek no, Damian Williams found out the hard way when uh, Tyree Kill embarrassed him on national TV by catching him. And keep in mind, Damian Williams was a four-four-five guy at the combine when he came out. He's extremely quick. There's fast, there's NFL fast, and there's Tyree Kill fast, bottom line. But I'm glad to see Mahomes back. And finally, he's got a defense. Hammer on this all the time. He didn't have a defense in high school, at least in the playoffs he didn't. Talking through over 600 yards one game, still lost. 60 points one year, 50 points another, loss, loss. Texas Tech, bad defense, terrible defense. He gets here, defense has been bad. Let's face it, let's be honest. But since he's been out, I like this. I like this all-star coaching staff and Brendan Daly and Matt House and Steve Spagnuolo. I think they're doing a fantastic job. And they're bringing the blitz back. You know, those 14 sacks you had between Denver and Green Bay. Tennessee's biggest weakness is sacking the quarterback or giving up sacks. They've given up 38. It's been a welcome mat. It's been roll out the red carpet, come sack our quarterback. Chiefs ought to be pinning their head back and saying, all right, we're coming after you, Tannehill. It's it's right there on the it's on the table. It's the biggest weakness I can see with the Titans right now. There's weaknesses and there's holes. You give up 38 sacks, you deserve more. Coming up next, can the Chiefs run the table? That possibility has been brought up this week. We'll discuss it next. The leadoff with Brandon Kiley, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the leadoff. Jay Binkley filling in for Brandon Kiley, who's off to yet another wedding. Kramer, the Kramer dog, producing the operation. From the protein house, eat with the purpose text line. From 816. You're wrong. My wife and I got married in the fall. Guess what our anniversary present is to each other every year? Chief season tickets. That's it's smart. the secret. That's smart right there. I mean, it's... I mean, are you buying them for each other? Isn't it kind of like family money and you're just kind of... They can just split it. And... I like it, though. You know what? Some people have hobbies, man. Some people go to the lake. Some couples go play golf. 
some couples go to the Chiefs game as they're kind of, you know, with their deal. They go out there, they tailgate to get everything right. If you can find a partner like that, marry him. You find a girl that likes football. I found plenty of things they do, but they don't because they're fake. Oof. I, I, seriously. Had a girl once. Hey, Amy, come on and watch uh, Chiefs with you. Yes, of course. She said she'd bring beer. I'm like, hell yeah. Then I was watching another game. She says, oh, you watch other games too? See ya. See ya. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yes, I watch other games. Football's football, man. You got to watch the last true romantic, Kramer. Last true romantic. I can see that. I give you plenty of life advice. My life advice is don't get married on a college football Saturday. Too many people have allegiances to their team. They enjoy it. It's the fall. I mean, you know how many good games are on? There's good games on all day. In two weeks, it's going to be Penn State versus Wisconsin. So we've got this college football by attrition because you got Bama and LSU. Bama's number three, LSU's number two going today. Then you have Penn State and Ohio State, number one and four. If Chase Young is back by then because the NCAA is screwing the best pass rusher in the country, we'll get to that Unless in it a little was, bit. Uh, last week, last Saturday, really wasn't that great in the afternoon. It's always – you just find a game, man. But the Pac-12's always good at night. Yeah, of course it is. If Last week was amazing. Out there, Utah's playing good football. Oregon's playing good football. Actually playing defense out there. Yeah, there's only some uh, only stuff. From the 816, we talked about this too. Where are you going for a road game for the Kansas City Chiefs? Says, I'm right there with you, Bink. That first Chiefs game in Las Vegas, I want it to be a red invasion. Yeah, make it, uh, make it uh, all red. And it's funny, you know, I I talked about Chris Jones. He made that comment this week about, you know, the fans, you know, he wanted to see it more Chiefs. He's a little bit upset about, you know, the Vikings fans that were here. And you know what? I'm actually with him. Another thing, Chiefs Kingdom, we got to stop selling our tickets, especially home games. They're important to this community, to this organization. You can't sell your tickets. That was my first time this year that I ever seen that we had almost even amount of Viking fans in the stadium as um, Chiefs fans. It just can't happen if you want this team to be successful. And right, everyone plays a part in being successful, and especially the fans. And selling your tickets, it's not doing us any good. And, and I'm with you. You remember last night I do the, the the Chiefs post game show with Pete Sweeney, and so we got a lot of natural reaction from Chiefs fans. Damien Williams commented on it. Chris Jones commented. This is. During the week, Darrow had pride. He commented again on it after the game. Andy Reid talked about all the fans and that silly little put the hands above the head and clap. It's called the skull chant. They just started, not not like the skull you chew, but it's called the skull Vikings chant. And they do it. And it, it, I, I, I told Pete, I said, this thing's annoying, man. Like, how would you like to be sitting next to somebody like that, spilling your beer with those elbows wide out? It's annoying. And I get it. And you can say, hey, you're a hypocrite because there's going to be Chiefs fans galore it's going to look like a red takeover in Nashville. It really is. So why do I like that? But I don't like the Vikings coming and doing it here if the Chiefs fans leave and do the exact same thing, which they have on the road. You know what I say? Hey, the Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom's becoming a national program. We've seen this for years with the Steelers. We've seen this for years with the Packers. The Raiders, to some extent, used to have this following, although I think that's dissipated quite a bit. And then the Chiefs, why why not be one of those where people around the country like you? Chiefs used to keep track of season tickets. Say what season tickets in like twenty three states, something like or no, no like forty eight states, something like that. It was ridiculous. The Chiefs Kingdom, 
Arrowhead's different, man. This team's good. This team has the MVP. And I know he didn't play, but it's Arrowhead, man. Some things, some things are not supposed to be ruined by visiting fans coming in and being asses. And that's Minnesota. They love coming here. I don't know why. Maybe because our city's better than theirs. I don't know. It's a short drive. It's, it's not. It is. They used to come down here for the Twins and Royals all the time. Just kidding, Minneapolis. I think you're actually a really nice city. Really nice city. But to be honest with you, they came down to watch the Royals because they wanted to see outdoor baseball. They enjoyed that, and then they finally got Target Field. But uh, I'm not going to lie. That stench we had the other day, that poop smell, that wind, oh that's actually from gosh. Minnesota. That, they thought it was Iowa. They were blaming Iowa. That was actually from it was bad. Minnesota. Who are the biggest threats? And I like this because we've talked about this this a lot in Kansas City. Who are the biggest threats in the AFC for the Chiefs? Is it the Ravens, you know, the Colts, the Texans? Everybody's kind of got their hiccups. But who who's that team? Well, they're asking the same thing in New England now. Now that the Baltimore Ravens kind of humbled the Patriots. The Patriots were on a roll, crushing everybody. Uh, the Ravens came out, played Smash Mouth, old school football. And won the game. Ran the ball for over 200 yards. Threw it for 162. You know me. I'm a fan of the run game. I know a lot of analytical people say you got to throw it. Baltimore didn't throw it. Look what happened. Uh, last year in the playoffs, Patriots ran for 160 game. What happened? Put a Super Bowl ring on their finger. I thought this was interesting, though. The former Patriot, Teddy Bruschi, was asked on our sister station, WEI in Boston, who the Patriots' biggest threat is. Well, the easy answer is Baltimore based on what you saw. But I'll talk about Kansas City because of what they've been through now. Because what I thought when Patrick Mahomes went down was since, you know, it's, it's still early, but this may be just what the Chiefs need because they need to learn to win football games and have confidence in the other units in terms of, yeah, we don't need the quarterback. We got a unit defensively that can still make plays. And for them to get that victory last week, that confidence boost for that defensive front and the special teams and the running game, knowing that they could get a victory without that all-world quarterback, makes them that much even better of a team. If you understand what I'm trying to say, because now it's like, no, we don't need that 30 points that Patrick Mahomes can generate because we know we can stop people and still make plays to win without him. Just that type of mentality when you have it, you become a better team, a better team to win championships because you're now just not looking at a quarterback to carry you the whole way. So it's definitely, for me, it's going to be a Kansas City, Baltimore type of thing. It's a very astute observation from Teddy Bruschi. And a lot of times, you know, you hang your hat on what they're saying nationally about your team, even though, to be honest with you, a lot of them really don't know what's going on. You know, they're reading and look at other reports. They're putting their deal unless. And I'll say this. I think there's some really good people nationally to follow as far as the Chiefs are concerned. Rappaport, because he knows everybody in the agency. He's great. Glazer, those guys. But James Palmer from NFL Network, he's he's here all the time. Like NFL Network sends him here. Ed Warder was in here last week. And Terrence Paler always go with what he says because, well, he's from here, former beat writer, and he's national with Yahoo Sports. With that, right there was a great take by Teddy Bruschi, the former Patriot. I He... They learned to win without Mahomes. They learned to win. Remember Alex Okafor after the Broncos game said, we stepped up for Pat. And there was there was a lot of people I heard the soundbite played quite a bit. The people loved it. Let's rally behind Alex Okafor. I did not like it. And I'll tell you why. Because that mentality should have been there with, with Pat as well. With or without Pat, the mentality, hey, let's go help 
Pat Mahomes. I felt that he has had to carry this team at times, and I felt a lot of pressures come down on Pat Mahomes' shoulder. Think about all the pressure on this guy. You don't think it is, but <laughs> think about your own job. You're, you, you always hate it when everybody relies on you. Like, if you're at a job and everything comes down to you, and, and you got no outlet, you got no outlet to blame somebody else, it all rolls on you. Or your family, because you're the, the 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 male or female, the dominant one in the family, and you take care of everybody's problems, then you have one, where do you go? You know where you go? You go to the bar and you get drunk, because nobody's there. And you let the bartender know how you feel. Simple life. Pat Mahomes has carried this team. They've all looked at him. Pat can get us out of trouble. You know, defense didn't play. Well, we got Pat. The coaching staff, let's let Pat do it. Pat will get the job done. Pat will win it for us. And I think a lot of pressure has been put on Pat. And he's handled it well. He doesn't complain. He's the most humble guy that's good that you'll ever see. I, I can't think of anybody as good as he is that's as humble as he is. It, it's really unbelievable, to be honest with you. Uh, I saw in the franchise the show the Chiefs have where it's kind of like a hard knocks for the Kansas City Chiefs. They, it's really good. They have it on YouTube. And uh, it, it's well done. And, you know, they had Sunday Night Football in here before a couple weeks ago when Mahomes was there. You know, all the things he was asked to do, you know, come back at night because he wanted to high-five. I mean, they, they stage all the stuff. And it was at night. It's like, man, they got him to come back and do that. Now they probably paid him, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he did it for free. I don't know. But it's like he didn't complain. He's like talking, like being nice to everybody, from the cameraman to everybody. I was impressed by that because he wasn't acting big time. And I think that's important. Just like when he was shaking all of his team's hands. In Denver, the night he dislocated his knee. That shows leadership. It says, hey, I got your back. I'm coming, guys. Because he's been that guy. So the fact the defense stepped up, I'm actually excited about it because I think this is the first time in a long time, and the NFL does need to be aware. And I heard it last night. I heard it last night on Fox Sports Radio. Man, the Chiefs defense is bad. Can they win You know, with Pat? Again, you're not paying attention. You are not paying attention. That's an uneducated thought. Because it's the prevailing thought that, oh, man, the Chiefs' defense sucks. But you have to realize things change in the NFL. They're cyclical. You know, Chris Jones, seven targets last week. Chiefs can get after the quarterback. And they're doing it without Okafor and Frank Jones. And they've done it without Chris Jones. How's the Chiefs' run defense doing? Oh, how about 3.6 yards per carry against opposing running backs in the past three games? Stephon Diggs came in here, seven, seven, eight catches respectively. One catch, four yards. Charvarius Ward, stand up. Did a great job. The defense is playing better. But nationally, it's they suck, they suck, they suck. You know why? It's uneducated. It's an easy opinion. Hey, the Chiefs can't win. Look at trends. That's the National Football League going hot in cold stretches. And right now, this defense is on a hot stretch. Having this defense with Pat Mahomes, it's what we need. You know, easing him back into the – they're going to need them to keep standing up. And I hope against Tennessee and Derrick Henry, which, by the way, is only 3.9 yards per carry. He's not exactly killing it this year. Although we've seen on Johnson and the like uh, kill the Kansas City Chiefs. But I hope they don't rest on their laurels. Oh, Pat's back. Pat's back. We're fine. No. He's coming off a pretty damn serious injury. Dislocated his freaking kneecap. You know, they need, they need to bring that intensity. They need to look themselves in the mirrors. And they need to stand up. Because guess what? Nationally, they're still saying they suck. Now, locally, when we see the, the changes in the defense and how they're getting better, this this defense 
could have won a Super Bowl last year. This defense with Pat Mahomes could have been a Super Bowl team. They were that close anyway. Offsides, they would have been. They would have been there. Pat Mahomes is so good, he almost won a Super Bowl ring with the crab defense. Because they would have beaten the Rams. Come on. They would have beaten the Rams in the Super Bowl. Coming up next, what they're saying about the Kansas City Chiefs. Lots of respect from Holmes and Reed. That's next. The leadoff with Brandon Kiley, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to leadoff. No Brandon Kiley. He's at a wedding. It's Jay Binkley here with you with Kramer Sansoni. Yeah, or Steven Stone. Yep. If I, if we what the hell ahead. did I do it wrong for? I've known you for a long time, and I always get your name right. But you do understand I never get things right. Especially well, hey, Bink, if we were in Italy right now, that's what it would be pronounced. Sansoni. Yeah. It's just Kramer Sansoni. I mean, it kind of rolls off the tongue like I call you K-Dog or the Kramer Dog. I mean, yeah. it's, I don't, you know. You, you barely You're like a Brazilian soccer player to me. It's just one name, you know. <laughs> um, you're being a little ridiculous, though, I'll be honest with you. I just saw your last tweet, Kramer. Yeah. And if you want to follow him, it's at Kramer Talks with a K, Kramer with the Talks. Good kid. If you're Northwest Missouri State fan, you definitely need to be following him. That's where he uh, was groomed. Played some baseball up there. All strikeouts and all home runs. You know, it's my kind of guy, my kind of player. Says, I thought this Coca-Cola tasted bad. Even at Coke in it. Tasted bad. But when I looked at the label, I realized why it tastes bad. At University of Michigan Athletics, go blue. It's a uh, Ohio State. Share a Coke with Ohio State. You, you, was that – are you being honest there, man? That, I, that Coke tastes just like every other Coke. I don't know, man. It, it meets it, your it, expectations, there's you know? A, there's a bad taste to it. It's just because I think when you look at the label, if you have it like as you're tipping it up and you're drinking it, and that's that's the bad part. I you, like the college themes. I think it's cool. I think it's cool, but Ohio State, that's not cool. Well, you know what? They need it, though, because Chase I'll get, Young – Hey, I'll, I'll get, get paid to, to play there. It's okay. Stop, man. He paid it back. We'll talk about Chase Young in a second. The NCAA is on one. They, they've been on a real bad roll. Like kids getting loans and then paying it back and you still suspend them. They're on a roll. They're on a big roll. Uh, Alex Okafor and um, Eric Fisher officially out on the injury report that came out yesterday from the Chiefs. Frank Clark, LDT, and Kendall Fuller questionable. Uh, the good news was Pat Mahomes full participant. In practice, Andy Reid has announced him as the starter, and it couldn't be more happy about having Patrick. It's just more fun. Isn't it more fun just watching a game with Pat Mahomes playing? I mean, props to you, Matt Moore. You did a nice job. You did a nice job of holding it down. But I'm sorry. When you're playing, it's still I can get up and go to the bathroom. When Pat Mahomes is throwing, no, no, no. Don't go grab your beer. When Pat Mahomes is on the field, you never want to lose it. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, some of the things, and there was a lot of people on, on the station. I mean, all sorts of people. Uh, Sean Salisbury with the show and Burn, uh, Gannon with the Drive, um, a lot of writers that cover these teams. Even a guy like James Palmer, a national guy from NFL Network. And I thought these questions were kind of interesting. And it was about Pat Mahomes in the ankle and what kind of future injury could he have with this angle? This is He was on the drive this week, James Palmer, NFL Network. What is the risk of further injury uh, with Mahomes' knee? Well, there's always that concern, right? Because anything that happens with this, and I don't want to speak as if I'm you know, James Palmer, MD, but from the people I talk to, is you know, anytime anything moves within an area like your knee, the thought process is something's been stretched out. It's not you know, as tight as it originally was, does the loosening of that area around it with the injury occurring 
make you more likely to have the injury reoccur again. Now, the part about this is Pat's built a little bit differently, which is kind of awkward but kind of true, and is an exact you know example of why these injuries and every injury in the NFL is a case on its own. We can always say this, you know, if we look at the people who had this injury in the past, you know, Matthew Stafford was in that group, and look at how certain people recovered. It is a case-by-case basis on how each person's body is built. And from what I've gathered from Pat, when the injury happened and the initial, you know, thought process, there were some people in the beginning, within the first 24 hours I was talking to going, I don't know if he's going to miss anything which was crazy, but, I mean, to hear that thought, you knew that there was, you know, really best-case scenario at hand. The next day after the injury happened, I know a lot of people have very limited range of motion after the injury occurs. Obviously, there's swelling and all these different things. I was told he had, like, double what the normal range of motion is after this injury occurs to people. So the point I'm making is it's really a case-by-case basis. Each person's body's built entirely different which is why they've gone to the lengths that they have. And I do believe that if he gets out there, like I said, they don't think the risk of re-injury is any greater um, if they put him out there on Sunday than if they would have waited the next Sunday. It's kind of weird when we talk about everything that is Pat Mahomes. Talk about the knee, but not talking about the ankle. The ankle's kind of uh, been an afterthought at this point, but the drive did ask James Palmer, what are you hearing about Mahomes' ankle? Guess what? I think James Palmer likes the question. Well, the thing with the ankle was, if he kept playing, it was gonna, it was just gonna be there the entire season, right? I mean, and it was worse than people uh, publicly kind of knew. He was really fighting through, playing through that ankle. I mean, it was heavily wrapped, heavily, and it was something that was gonna linger. An ankle sprain like that is just not gonna go away without rest. <laughs> Maybe call this crazy knee injury a blessing because he's just off that ankle uh, and not working for an extended period of time now. He had multiple weeks to get that back. And the only thing that you can kind of get those things back on track with is just getting off of them and resting them. And you would think that, you know, this ankle is getting just as much treatment as it can during this, you know, time that he was out. I think it's going to come back and it's obviously, it's going to be healthier than it was if he was trying to play through it each and every week. So I do think the ankle is going to be in a better spot than it was if the knee never happened and he was going to go out there and continue to play every week. Because if it was just the ankle and the knee never happened, there was no way Patrick Mahomes was going to miss any games. I mean, unless it got exponentially worse. He was just going to keep playing through it. And he was. we, we all saw it, how limited he was uh, outside the pocket. And after it got re-aggravated, the numbers that I got sent to me were staggering from each one of those three games where it got re-aggravated, how much differently he played. Now I do think we're going to see a little bit difference in the, in the ankle now that he had this time to kind of rest and, and be away from getting it re-injured, you know, like it did those two weeks in a row. And now I think he's going to be in a better spot there as well. Good way to bring it up, though. Nobody has talked about that. There you go. That's James Palmer, NFL Network, uh, talking about the end. Nobody's talking about the ankle right now. Here's the defensive coordinator for the uh, Tennessee Titans, Dean Pease. When he was asked about Mahomes, is there anybody in the league that can do what he does? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, talent wise, I mean, our man down there in Texas, you know, in Texas and Houston's pretty, pretty good quarterback and move around too and get and cause headaches and do impromptu things. That that's the stuff that probably is the hardest thing is just, uh, you know, how do you, how do you, I can't tell you if he's, how do you practice looking one way and throwing the other, you know, how do you practice some guy throwing left-handed? I mean, I, I you know. That's just the stuff that's what I'm saying. You just got to be where you got to be 
And that stuff, you, you can't practice that stuff. You just got to be, you just got to do a, your assignments. You got to be able to handle the motions, the shifts, all that kind of stuff, which we do every week. But then when you got a quarterback that's more elusive, it, it becomes even more of a challenge. There you go. That's Dean Pease. He's the uh, defensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. So not only a lot of talk about Patrick Mahomes, but a lot of talk about the Chiefs' speed and talking about Andy Reid. And the amount of respect for Andy Reid goes far and wide. Here's Arthur Smith, the Titans' uh, offensive coordinator. The thing is, I, I hate to speak because I don't know Andy Reid. I've just watched him before. When I was a quality control coach with the Redskins, obviously he was with the Eagles and broke down a ton of his film, and, and he's done a great job with, with multiple quarterbacks, and he's obviously evolved and adapted to the way his teams of how they're built and how his approach has been. But uh, I'm a huge Andy Reid fan. I think he's been a great coach in the NFL for a long time. And no, no probably higher compliments to Andy Reid came from uh, Mike Vrabel. He's the, uh, the head coach, former player with the Chiefs and the Patriots. And what he said, and you know what, this is probably a big reason why Andy just said, hey, Mahomes is our starter without making – he likes Mike Vrabel. Here's Mike Vrabel on Andy Reid. You know, again, Andy's uh, – the, the league's a better place uh, with Andy uh, and his family, a part of it. Um, you know, just um, getting to know him throughout uh, coaching, uh, going through this process. Um, you know, leaned on him about preparing for interviews, um, different things that come up outside of uh, football, also with football. I mean, he's been a great mentor. Um, Someone that I would, uh, am very appreciative of um, to, to be able to reach out to him. It's Mike Vrabel, Titans.com on one. Andy Reid. Coming up next, get to some, some college football today. And the NCAA has probably taken out the biggest college football player, the biggest college basketball player the same day. What the hell are you doing? The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the leadoff. Jay Binkley, Kramer, the Cream Dog, producing the operation. Brandon Kylie out today. He'll be back next week. He's at a wedding. But guess what comes on at 2.30 right here on 610 Sports Radio? That's right, the Kansas State Wildcats. And they are taking over down in Austin. There's Wildcat fans everywhere. They love that program. That that fan base is a great fan base. And they're believing in this team. Kansas State's 16th in the, the college football playoff rankings, which is funny because I'm building up this Minnesota versus Penn State game, right? The Gophs undefeated. The Gophs are ranked behind Kansas State. Kansas State's 5-2, ranked behind them in the college football rankings. But the Sunflower Showdown, uh, it was a big win for Kansas State, and I've talked to people with Kansas State. Just talking to John Kurtz, who does our Faithful to Our Colors podcast, 435 Podcast Network. If you're a K-State fan and not listening to it, you should. Even if you're a fan of somebody else, listen to it. It's good stuff. But they make make an argument that that Sunflower Showdown was bigger than the Oklahoma win. Think about this. Think about if Kansas State just hangs close with Oklahoma, whatever it is, which I get it. It's a program-defining win. Top five team. But winning in your state, when there's been a battle for recruits, and they're not going to Kansas State or Kansas in the state of Kansas. Out of the top 10 recruits, number one lineman in the state plays in Lawrence. He's going to Nebraska. 
best uh, running back from Topeka, Cy Thomas, going to Minnesota. Uh, the running the receiver from Bishop Meage, four-star, going to Minnesota. Kansas State has prospects 7, 9, and 10. These things change when you go out and have a big win like that. Uh, the NCAA is on quite a roll, and it's kind of pissing some people off, to be honest with you. The NCAA, they, they can't get out of their own way. They, they, they cannot get out of their own, own way. And it looked like they were taking a step in the in the direction of popular sentiment. Mark Emmert might be the worst commissioner I've ever seen. The dumbass had hashtag Ask Emmert on Twitter. What do you think was going to come to him when you do that, when you put yourself on a pedestal like that? About paying athletes. This came out. Even though it looks like the NCAA is going to do it, and we all get excited they're going to bring back EA Sports. The problem is there was some what-ifs in there. Maybe, yeah, buts in that whole document. And the problem is California was going after him. And it's one thing, one of the biggest states is going after you. That's a problem. Then the problem is the state of Florida was going to sue you. So now it's across party lines. It's everybody, man. This isn't a political issue one side of the aisle or other. It's everybody. Then Ohio was going to jump in. Then guess what? Eventually the NCAA wasn't going to be able to stop this train that's rolling. Well, they suspended Chase Young. And if you don't know who he is, in my opinion, he's probably number two in the Heisman Trophy race. He's a defensive player. 13 and a half sacks this season. And some are saying he's better than the Boses. And you know how good they are at Ohio State. They've suspended him uh, for their game today. Kirk Herbstreet here on uh, College Game Day a little bit ago thinks it could be four games which would mean he'd miss that all-important Penn State game coming up. But they're going to appeal the NCAA. Could be a reduction. What happens is he was given a loan by a family friend. Like, if you're a family friend and somebody's a great athlete or whatever, it just doesn't have to be a great athlete. You know what? If they were a chemistry student at Kansas State and your cousin Jimmy came to you and said, I'm down on my luck. Can I have some money? You give him money, nothing happens. Nothing happens, but you give money to somebody that brings in a ton of revenue to your school and gets the school's logo on ESPN and everybody else talking about them that is worth millions of dollars. So don't give me the argument, well, what about the chemistry student? You know, they're not getting full scholarships. You know what? You can pay them. You can give them money. Chase Young paid this money back. This is a loan, not a gift. They're taking the fun out of college athletics. We watch college game day because we enjoy this. We want to see the stars play. The stars leave and they quickly go to the NFL. The problem is I can give my cousin money in college. I can buy him a pizza. I can help him move. I can pay for that. Guess what? In college football, they can't pay him. And it's an absolute joke that these coaches want to help some of these kids. Some of them come from no money. They don't have any means to mom and dad to come watch their games. They help them out. All that stuff they do for the school. All that stuff they do for the school. And they say no. We are talking about the NCAA that once put on uh, probation a Division Three women's tennis player in California for washing her damn car on campus. They wanted that 35 cents back. I kid you not. The NCAA is a joke. Now, it's James Wiseman. Number one college basketball player at Memphis. Probably the number one pick in the draft. 
Got to play last night, 17 points for Memphis. But uh, his is a little different. Penny Hardaway was is the head coach of Memphis. He was considered a booster when he gave the family 11500 to help them move from Nashville to Memphis. So he he's because that was one before he was coached that was considered in the booster mentality. So he got himself caught up. Listen, this is what people do. In the eighties, this was worse. Go watch that thirty for thirty on SMU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about ready to say that. Yeah, look at look at the thirty for thirty on that. You know, here's the deal. These schools make a ton of money on these kids. They sell their just like Peter Warwick when he got in trouble because he got a discount at whatever department store that was in Florida years ago. They probably were selling his jerseys and making money off of him. Johnny Manziel brought in over $85 million to Texas A&M. They would have him sit at these $1,000, $2,000, dinner tables. He wouldn't make a cent. School's making money off Johnny Manziel. You know, find a way to pay him. They bring in money. And not only that, they increase the revenue and build buildings on your school. But the NCAA... Two of its best at the one in college basketball and college football. Bam, bam. They're on a roll. They can't get out of their own way. The NCAA sucks, and they got to fix it. They have to fix the NCAA because right now it's a damn joke. Coming up next, I talked to Dave McGinnis. He's the uh, color analyst, former NFL head coach. Color analyst, the Tennessee Titans. We break down Titans Chiefs next. The leadoff with Brandon Kiley, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 